Choco Taco. I love that song. Yeah, well, good, I guess, because you got to hear it there. So, uh, yeah, Choco Taco. Choco Taco, yeah. Yeah, and uh, good morning to all of you out there. This is Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me as... Per usual, is my sidekick who was making some faces over there or something. What the fuck? Hey, I'm Dr. Heisenberg. Yeah. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm making faces right now because uh, I'm just I'm just hoping and wishing that the Steelers defense doesn't choke at the last minute again. <clears throat> yeah. Well, um, I have no power over that. As yeah. We've no. Discussed. Yeah. No. A bunch of times. I I keep telling you. you yeah, no, I know you're not involved. Yeah, I know, and that's yeah. why I keep telling you to send an email or something to them. And Yeah, they don't respond, you know. I've been trying to get uh, Palomalu to send a topic into the show, but he won't go for it. You know? Yeah, I would actually love to do that topic. Yeah, totally. I don't care what it is, conditioner, whatever. I'm yeah, not... if he wants to talk about hair care products, yeah. that'd be great. If he's not sending a topic, that doesn't mean you can't. In fact, you can. You can send us topics at uh, topicsatthebeak.org or... Drop a comment on our website. Send them to us on Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook. That would be... Uh, Facebook.com slash Breakfast with the Beak. Facebook.com slash Breakfast with the Beak. I'm working on a Google Plus thing. It's not done yet. I'll let you know. What matters is you can send us topics. And we will choose one of those topics at random and do a show about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we do. Like we're about to. Okay. Yeah. Are you so, ready? Yeah. I don't care. I'm ready. Too bad. I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> I'm doing it. Okay, more big numbers. That's good, because okay. I'm using way more dice. Awesome. That would be uh, 42. 42. 42. How dumb is George W. Bush, suggested by Steve in Brooklyn? Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Did, did he send this in 2004? No, this is actually a relatively new topic. Oh. I mean, he's not president anymore, but he hasn't gotten smart. No, I'm confident George Bush is still pretty fucking dumb. Yeah, no. Yeah. And there's really nothing to stop him from drinking now. So let's assume he's doing that too. Sure. Done. Done. Yeah. Done, done, done. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, I remember. Uh, it was back around 9-11. Goody. Yeah. Yeah, oh good. This is going to be fucking joyous well, for all of us. Not well, too soon. Okay. Yeah, while well, we were talking about Homer Simpson. The, apparently some channel did like a retrospective where they... Talked to George Bush for like two hours about stuff that happened on 9-11. Oh, yeah, how he, he hasn't been able to read that book about the goat without crying ever since. And yeah. 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 Um, I didn't actually watch it. No, neither did I. I think Steve did, so that that's probably, yeah. Yeah, well, it sounds like it got to him. Yeah. Because we've got a topic about it. Yeah, I mean, if you actually, I'm sure if you sit down and think about George Bush, it wouldn't be hard to remember how much we hated him for eight years. I'm remembering right now. Yeah. Yeah. He sucked. He did. I mean, I'm not happier about anything that happened just because there's distance. It's not like I'm remembering it as the good old days. By and large, a lot of things sucked then. Not just him. Not just him. You know, didn't like a lot of the movies that came out. There were some good ones, but not a lot. And uh, Yeah, I mean, I had some fun times in those years, yeah. but they, they weren't related to the, you know. No, they were mostly related to... All of the, the alcohol and all of the drugs that I had to consume to help me forget about him. Yeah, the reason a couple of those years are foggy is because of how much partying we were doing with Captain Fun and Charlie Slick. Yeah. Which was a lot. Yeah, oh, it was. Yeah. It was, it was. <laughs> I don't actually remember 2003. I Ew. was there, you were there, it's fuzzy. It was okay. Yeah. It was okay, I wrote down some of it. I'm pretty I sure I had some fun. I'm sure you must have. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. whatever. 
Um, what, mo- what matters now is... See, the thing is, it's it's a little... Uh, it's dwarfed now. It is, because... It, the Republicans haven't stopped. Because his, his, <laughs> his vile progeny have hatched. Well, they started... I mean, if we're doing a, a retrospective here... I mean, even before the new batch, you know, we the the harbinger of the current crop of Republican primaries was, of course, a crazy Alaskan woman that John McCain found somewhere. I know. Did he just like find her in a in, in the parking lot one day? I, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he went out to a parking lot and there was just someone out there skinning a wolf. <laughs> And he was like, hey, sir, and pulls off the hat, and it turns out he's like, whoa, it's a chick, okay? Would you like to be vice president? Meanwhile, he had been, you know, rubbing his temples, just being like, I don't know who's going to be my VP nominee. I mean, nobody really likes Lieberman. I feel like that's not going to work. Fuck it. I would take the first person in this Walmart parking lot just to be my vice president. Just anyone with, like, kids and family values and then it turned out she was actually a governor. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was just the lucky part. Like, that was, like, the lucky break. That's like, perfect, you know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure he didn't know about that until after the fact. It was, uh... <laughs> but, yeah, no, that that is true. Because if you recall in 2008, many of the, uh, the candidates were sort of uh, trying to get away from being egregiously stupid. Frankly, I don't even remember most of... McCain's opponents. I'm pretty sure Ron Paul and, Gingr- and Newt Gingrich were around. Yeah, Ron Paul was around. Uh, Newt Gingrich was... Uh, he, he briefly was able to lift the weight of his head. To- oh, they, we were talking about Giuliani in 2007, weren't we? Oh, probably. Probably. Yeah. I think Giuliani was running for a while. Yeah, based on his, uh, you know... Also 9-11, 9/11 credentials and Right. Yeah, but the point is, yeah, none of those guys are people we remember now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But now... Oh, there's a new class. Now, for yeah. the, the, in 2011, gearing up for the primaries and eventually election 2012, oh boy, oh boy. Republican Insanity 3.0. My God, it's like... It, I mean, in theory, these are candidates who the, the, the Tea Party likes or something, but these are effectively a gaggle of people as dumb or dumber, dumber, get your brains around that America, than George W. Bush. Yeah. It, it, t- take anything that Bush did that you don't like, yeah. and these guys would do the same thing. Plus, yeah, no, I mean, I feel like, I mean, everyone jokes about how Mitt Romney's going to get it because he's just sort of... You know, boring and not making waves, and he's going to outlast everyone or whatever. You know, tortoise wins the race and all that. It's a reasonable assumption. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me a good tortoise. But uh, it's not about the tortoise. It's about the fact that of all the people up on the stage at any of these debates, Mitt Romney, to me, is the only one who doesn't seem, like, legitimately dangerous. Like, the only one (laughs) I wouldn't be, like... The only one that if I was having drinks with, I wouldn't start getting scared halfway through. Well. (laughs) Like, you know how that is? Like, you're drinking with someone, and then, like, they'll say something, like, really racist or really creepy or talk about, like, you know, murdering and raping people or something, and you're just like, oh, my God, why am I still sitting next to this person? How do I get out of this gracefully? Why did this person start talking to me, of all people? Am I going to be eaten? I've had, a, I've had a lot of nights like that. Yeah. You know, it was not too long ago, we were on our way into a bar, and a, a, a woman came out of the bar 
Oh, with hiccups. Hiccups, yes, and I remember her. started begging me to do the Heimlich maneuver on her. Which you did. It worked, by the way. It did. So, yeah. you know, pro tip. Yeah, um, yeah. Heim- the Heimlich maneuver can cure hiccups. If, uh, sometimes, I've, I guess. I've done it. Yeah, it yeah. did that time. Wasn't expecting it. No, I did not think that would work at all. Yeah, no. no. But, yeah, no, shit like that just happens to us all the time. Yeah, and yeah. apparently to the Republican Party. I, I feel like... The difference is the the, the, the the people in the audience of these debates, they seem, like, really happy. Like, once things turn ugly, they get, like, excited, like, oh, boy, things have turned good. Like it's, a, like it's the audience at the Jerry Springer show. Not even, not even, because the audience at the Jerry Springer show knows we're looking at terrible people doing terrible things. True. And we want this to get bad. And we know that it's bad. Yeah, we want to see what unfolds. Okay, the audience of the debate, something happens that you or I would think, oh God, it just got weird in here. And they think, ah, finally, we've come home. (laughs) They've welcomed us. John Huntsman is probably the guy who, if he somehow became president, just nothing would happen for four years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Congress would just be gridlocked and nothing would get passed one way or the other. You know all those presidents who you don't know shit about? Like, in the history of the presidency, you know, what can you tell me that that John Tyler did? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't even remember his uh, first or last names. Uh, The guy before Lincoln. Um, I don't remember. James Buchanan. Oh, yeah. James Buchanan. What the hell did he do? I don't know, but he presided over a country that owned slaves, so he probably sucked. Yeah, and... uh, well, you know, confirmed bachelor, wink, wink. Um, oh, yeah, that's all I know about him is that you know he didn't get married, but most people at the time just assumed it was because he was quite ugly. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, that's that's all I. I mean, John Huntsman would be one of those guys. He'd be another Millard Fillmore, another Rutherford B. Hayes. Yeah, and you he'd know. be when when the in a hundred years when Springfield Elementary. <laughs> Does their mediocre president's uh, song and dance number? Right. They'll put Huntsman in there, too. Yeah, if, if he happened to be president in this scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I died in 30 days. I mean, other than not being elected and pardoning Nixon, what did Jerry Ford actually do? Nothing. Fell down a couple times. That yeah, was exactly. <laughs> gave, uh, gave Chevy Chase some material. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be a, he'd be a Jerry Ford-esque president. But beyond him... Beyond Huntsman, because we're done with Huntsman. Yeah, There's that's, no more material. That's all there is to say. That's all yeah. there is to say. John Huntsman... You better fall down. You better bring some slapstick gold to the Oval Office, because otherwise, what fucking good are you? John Huntsman <laughs> makes Tim Pawlenty look interesting. He does. Okay? And, I mean, and I'm not even talking like Tim Pawlenty, you doing the Tim Pawlenty voice and talking about cereal. I'm talking real Tim Pawlenty. The real boring guy that yeah. we had to, to fake. That I had to tell lies about just to make funny. I yeah. feel like the real Tim Pawlenty probably throws a decent barbecue. You know, decent neighborhood barbecue. Decent being the operative word yeah, here. No. Not good. Not, no, no. But I mean, I thought you'd like, be disappointed if you missed it. Yeah, but I feel like he's not so rigid that he wouldn't let me take over the grill and, and make some magic happen with those burgers. I'm sure if you left, you know, Pawlenty or Huntsman's barbecue, you'd be like, that was an okay burger. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like Huntsman wouldn't let me just take over the grill. Huntsman wouldn't let me have any fun. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, uh, Palenti at least would let me sort of, uh, <laughs> you know, bring some action to this party. <laughs> Huntsman sure. would be like, no, 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 that's not on the schedule. 
Yeah. 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 No, eight from eight fifteen is scheduled for merriment. It is only seven forty five, sir. <laughs> Oh, that's what would happen at John Hunter's barbecue. In fact, I don't even think it would go till eight. You know how when you go to a party at someone's house, the invitation always says, you know, five till question mark, like at a barbecue? Sure. Yeah, John Hunter's barbecue, the invitation says five till eight. And then you leave. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, it's sorry guys, everyone has to leave. Want to watch the idol. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to turn in early. He says, you, you guys are going to have to clear out here. Yeah, no. Then he's going to get into bed. Watch American Idol in bed with a timer on the TV to turn off after two hours if he falls asleep. <laughs> yeah, at least I, I think Tim Pawlenty would let me uh, take over that barbecue. Yeah. Make so, it mine. Well, yeah, well, all right. So let's. who else do we have on the, you know... On the on the roster, you know, we got Bachman. We got Bachman. Michelle Bachman, who was, you know, I, I had originally immediately assumed was Sarah Palin 2.0. Because I feel like Republicans nominate women they don't respect. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... It, 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 no, gender is a tricky issue on uh, in that party. In the, in the GOP, um, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I'm all for as many female candidates as you want, but it seems like the GOP specifically picks the weirdest ones they can find. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, when you say 2.0, that's actually, I think, an accurate use of the term 2.0, because uh, normally when somebody says a politician is previous politician 2.0, what they mean is they're exactly the same. Right. Now, when you purchase a piece of software, and you have version 1.0, and you buy version 2.0, if it's exactly the same, you feel you've been ripped off. Because generally, when they put out a new version, what they've done is they've uh, they've adjusted it. They've adjusted, for example, the uh, the user interface or whatever to reflect the way users actually use it. Right, it's an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Like, but not just an upgrade, but an upgrade ideally tuned to the way people actually use the software. Sure. So, like, you know, the stuff people like gets put more prominently. The stuff people like but is difficult to use is made easier to use. Mm-hmm. The stuff people, you know, download illegal modifications for is made part of the official interface. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Michelle Bachman truly is in that regard. Sarah Palin 2.0. <laughs> All of the absolute craziest shit is amped the fuck up. Yeah. And the the little flickers of humanity and decency that we occasionally saw, I don't doubt that Sarah Palin actually is concerned for the well-being of her many children. You know, I, I don't doubt that all of her assorted fuck-ups and fumbles were just part of her being a human, you know? Right. That is turned down or eliminated completely in Michelle Bachman. And we have been given... Evil robot lady. Well, yeah. Whereas Palin has you know five or six kids or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know with increasingly weird names, and she has a husband that's kind of a redneck. Mm-hmm. You know, Bachman has X number of kids and three hundred foster kids, and a husband who is a really, really weirdly intense anti-gay activist. Like. Intense in the doth protest too much category. Very um, much so. He is, uh, <laughs> fuck it, that dude's gay. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't mean like, you know. <laughs> Not in a bad way. I don't mean like, oh, that's so gay. I mean, he, he prefers the company of gentlemen. <laughs> yes. And it is very unfortunate that he is not willing to admit and embrace that. Yeah. For his own happiness. Yeah. He, yes. He's a big old cuddly teddy bear. Yes. And who, yeah. it, is, it is okay to be decay, sir, and 
we wish you would agree that it's okay to yeah, be decayed. Like I'm not even gonna, <laughs> like I'm not even gonna be like you know, oh, he's probably not. I'm just saying it. I'm putting it out there. That is my opinion on the matter. I yeah. think he actually is. <laughs> right. I never met the man, but that's how it seems. Yeah. Um. And uh, and, and Michelle Bachman herself, it's like. Okay, Michelle Bachman, and bear with me on this. Okay, is Beavis uh, from Beavis and Butthead? Yes, okay. yes. And I, I do kind of have Beavis on the brain because they brought that show back, and the world is finally dumb enough to be ready for them. It's the it's the Beavis and Butthead uh, uh, reboot is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, okay, you know how every so often Beavis or a similarly dull-witted character in any number of fictional works. Uh huh will attempt to remember something and sort of get the gist of it, but make up a bunch of new shit and get a bunch of it wrong. Yes. Like, and, and hell, real people. Carl Pilkington does this, you know? Right. Like, Carl Pilkington will talk about, you know, oh, yeah, they uh, they taught an octopus to speak or something, and that's based on nothing. That's based on, <laughs> that's based on some news story he read where they taught an octopus to open jars, and somehow he thinks the octopus knows what's in the jar and can read or something, you know? Right. And, Michelle Bachman's brain works like Carl Pilkington, or like Beavis, or to get a little more obscure, like Baby Cakes. Yeah. Um, you what? know, somebody somebody came up to her and told her, you know, there's a lot of controversy around the HPV vaccine. Right. Someone else, at a separate point in time, and this is my guess as to how to reconstruct these events. This is me getting a little Bob Woodward it, here. Like, mentioned something about... The, yeah, um, you the, know, the, the uh, uh, autism. Yeah, the supposed autism vaccine Con- language. Connection, is, like. Uh, which I'm, I'm, I'm stating my official position is that that is bullshit. But, uh, yeah, which That's it, uh, science's position as well. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> that's only an issue because. Famous people disagree. Well, famous people disagree, but also just because there is not a specific cause of autism that mm-hmm. has been determined yet. Environmental factors, genetic factors, da 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 da. They can't point to yeah. a specific thing and say that did it. And so then, that's why you get the crazy-ass theories. Yeah. Like, oh, it must be some yeah. mercury that somebody ingested in yeah. 1975. So somebody tells Michelle Bachman that vaccines, vaccines cause autism. Somebody else tells her there's a lot of controversy about HPV vaccines. Mm-hmm. Somebody else tells her what autism is. <laughs> uh, she asks someone, they say, oh, like Rain Man. The only thing Michelle Bachman knows about Rain Man is that speech in Tropic Thunder about how you never go full retard. (laughs) And so, in her head, then she gets up there and says, the HPV vaccine will turn you retarded. No, not just that. She says, no, I totally met this lady yesterday, and she had a kid that got vaccines and and is retarded. Because of the HPV vaccine. Yeah. She she mushed it all together in her head. And then invent a person that she thought she met. She probably did meet someone who said something about one of the things we addressed. (laughs) But in the end, it went into her brain gullet got digested, and this uh, this wet log of garbled data squeezed out of her mouth onto the podium. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Bachman's deal. That's how Michelle Bachman's brain works. That's what happens inside her head. Yeah. If you were to shrink yourself down and go in there with a machete like Doomsbury did with Reagan in the 80s, it would be like you you go in with eight people and you come out with one guy who's got like all eight of them mushed together. Yeah, it's, it'd be gross. 
Um, would. Don't yeah. do that, I guess. No. It's a lesson. And there's Newt Gingrich. His head is very large. He's that's the joke. That's <laughs> the end. <laughs> Newt Gingrich is still a dick. Yeah, that's basically. the lesson there. It's like, he actually, I mean, although I disagree with him, he actually does, in a lot of cases, seem to know what he's talking about, seem reasonably intelligent. He's such a Dick. He is a colossal douche. <laughs> he is. He is just such a fucking tool. I mean, see, the thing is, Newt Gingrich has been a professional douchebag in government for at least the last twenty years. At now. least, quite a bit longer than that. But well, he, he rose to well known. he rose to Speaker of the House prominence in the mid to late nineties. Ninety four. Ninety four. There you go. And he was being a dick prior to that. But, you know, he's going to know how to address talking points and know how to, you know, participate in a debate and whatnot. He chooses not to. Yeah. He must have picked it up. (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, to a certain degree, he does when he's not just being a dick about it. Well, yeah, but that's... And he's a dick elsewhere, too. How many wives has he cheated on and left and got new ones for and then got new mistresses for? A bunch. I don't know. Yeah. The moral of the story, his head is very large. Yeah, he's a mashed potato man. <laughs> His head is cabbage patchian in proportion. <laughs> yeah, he's the lumpmeister. Yeah, so that's him. Yeah, Un- uh, Uncle Newt can go suck a dick. Uh, Herman Cain likes to push ladies' faces in his crotch. Herman Cain! Uh, wow. Um, by the way, uh, I haven't listened to it all yet, but uh, you guys check out Tim Heidecker's new album about Tim Cain. Herman Cain. Herman Cain? Yeah, Tim Cain was somebody once. It doesn't matter. Yeah, who the hell was he? I don't care. Tim Heidecker has an album about Herman Cain, and from the couple of tracks I've heard, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's but all I- about his love of Lord Cain, his lord. Ride the cane train. Ride the cane train. Yes. But no, no. Holy shit, Mr. Herman Kane. Herman like, Kane. Okay. I mean, I, and I love the song Imagine There's No Pizza, yeah. which came out a couple weeks before we found out the cross thing. He's been sexually harassing half the women in Washington, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And elsewhere, just all over the place. Just, yeah. You cannot escape the crotch. Yeah, no, he's... Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, beyond that, Herman Cain is clearly a joke candidate. He... I don't think he's taking it seriously. For one, I guess he thought, oh, I'd get into this to keep these guys honest and talking about business and stuff. See, the independent businessman angle was was reasonable when he started out. He started out playing it kind of straight. I'm a businessman. I know how to run a business. We're in economic troubles. This is, I'm bringing my my street knowledge to the thing. And then he got wacky. And and then he got weird. And then he got pervy. And also the, uh, (laughs) the, the 999 tax plan that you talked about is like simplifying the system and stuff. Yeah. Turned out would like, like somebody actually sat down and did the math and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Literally everyone's taxes will be much higher. <laughs> right, right, right. Which, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of whatever on that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like, we're, we're too poor for that to really matter. Yeah, frankly. But, I, really, you know, every time Herman Cain or Michelle Bachman talk about how, you know, X percentage of the public don't pay enough taxes. Yeah. I, you know, I almost feel like, hell, take it further. You want everyone to pay a tax? 
That includes small children and babies. Yeah, babies and since, don't fucking pay taxes. And since they're not allowed to have jobs, yeah. that means parents get to pay a baby tax. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no more babies. Yeah, pay a fucking baby. The population hit 7 billion last month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guess what else just happened last week? A subspecies of the African white rhino was declared extinct. Yeah. Functionally. And that's because there are too many humans. I think I it might have been the West African black rhino, but yeah. I feel like I should look that up now, yeah. but whatever. But, well, the point yeah. is, yeah, there's one less species of rhino, and, and seven billion dumbasses. I mean, I, I, they're not all dumbasses, but most people are assholes, just big picture, you know? Statistically it's, speaking, yeah. a lot of those babies are going to grow up to be dicks. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, would I, would I kill a bunch of babies to get the rhinos back? I'd feel bad, but yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to personally get my hands no, dirty, but but like if I if they were in some kind of like like cider press and I just had to pull a handle, like or if there was a petition to sign, yeah, like you yeah. know, like <laughs> okay, yeah, or that. <laughs> I'm over here making baby jam. <laughs> See, you've got the baby cider press that's apparently going to squirt out rhinos on the other side. I figured maybe there'd be a time-traveling alien who's like, well, some of these babies won't be born, and some rhinos would be born. I don't know, some kind of cosmic step-on-a-butterfly thing. Yeah, well, that's good, too. Yeah. Um, That's good, too. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, but... (laughs) Yeah, no, you just mash up the babies and then make them into rhinos. Science. That's, that's where animals come from. I suppose if you had baby-based jam that had some kind of, um, you know, some kind of desiccant or something, something to make it a little firmer, like yeah. a starch, uh, so that the baby paste was more Play-Doh-esque. Yeah, you get you, you get, could make rhino shapes. You get baby clay, and then you make rhino golems. Yeah, that doesn't mean they would become living, breathing rhinoceri. They will if you believe, and if they find their conscience and save Geppetto from a whale. <laughs> also, we should be saving the whales. Yeah, <laughs> all of them. So. <laughs> And that's the rhino story. Tax people for having children and then clone rhinos with the money. Use that money to protect rhinos and whales. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's our economic plan. That's our plan, yeah. yeah. Clone some rhinos and uh, help me make my uh, my frosty penguin belly sliding emporium. I still want to build that. The point is, the point is that <laughs> Herman Cain being funny and using fuzzy math was one thing. Yeah, but... Herman Cain being incredibly sexist and harassing women all over the country. And uh, calling Nancy Pelosi Princess Nancy. Yeah. Not even Queen Nancy. I, I Well, I was counting that in, you know, when I said he was really sexist. But yeah, yeah. but that is particularly loathsome. So. Right. So, you know, that makes him not fun anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. like... Yeah. He, he, Herman Cain ruined Herman Cain. Yeah, that's like a perfect example of, you know, you're having a fun conversation with someone and then it turns wrong. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so I wrote this song about, like, pizza. Like, you know that John Lennon song, but I wrote one about pizza? Oh, and then uh, I made this woman stick her face in my crotch. It's like, half of that conversation was okay. Yeah. Was and like, then you got weird. I, so anyway, I wrote a song about pizza, and also, as you know, every whore has her price. Whoa, ho, 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 ho. D- Deal breaker, dude. Deal breaker. Uh, no. Go back in the fuck up, and I'm you, leaving. Ne- you need to go now. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's the end of that story. So that's what happened to Herman Cain. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then there's Ron Paul, who we all have to, like, pretend we're cool with because we... Everyone knows, like, three things about Ron Paul's policies. Like, I'm not saying which three things. Everyone knows three different things. <laughs> everyone knows about Ron Paul just enough to make them think this guy might know what he's talking about. And then the thing is, you, you do, like, some research on him and he's terrifying. <laughs> See, my thing about Ron Paul is that I just don't think he's a Republican. Well, he's not. Like, he's a, he, he talks like a libertarian. He does, except... And, but, like, you know, in the 90s, he wrote this really creepy, like, borderline white supremacist newsletter and shit. And, like, it's one thing to say, well, I'll defend to the death anyone's right to say anything because, you know, libertarian, no matter how loathsome it is. But then it's like, and to prove it, I'm going <sighs> to... I'm going to write an article about the, uh, the you know, genetic predisposition towards criminality in all non-white peoples. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I haven't read that article. It's, again, Ron Paul research is on the back burner. Yeah. But the thing well, is... Well, yeah, you don't have to. He's not going to win. <laughs> well, that's part of it, yes. <laughs> but the thing is just the larger point is when you're running for the nomination of a political party with a specific set of, like, goals and ideas and whatnot... Yeah. And then you have different goals and ideas, mm-hmm. then they're not going to nominate you for their, you know, yeah. to run to represent their party. Because yeah, regardless no. of whether or not his ideas are good or bad, yeah. they don't seem to be Republican ideas. Yeah, and it's like, so I, yeah, what is he doing, dicking around in this primary? He is the biggest. He is the closest thing the Libertarians have had to a, a superstar since Ayn Rand. Was never eligible because she was born in Russia, and uh, <laughs> yeah, if if you wanted, if you know, you were going to have a third party candidate this this year, which I don't think we will, it'd probably be him for the Libertarian Party. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, hey, you know, maybe they should ask him, but I think they did once, and I don't know what happened with that. I mean, see, nobody followed up. Uh, yeah, but his he complains about being marginalized by the media. Yeah, and I, I think it's just it's partly because he seems to be running for a different party's nomination. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's which weird. Yeah, I mean like. On the complete opposite side of things, yeah, Dennis Kucinich was marginalized as well, but Dennis Kucinich wasn't going to win. Like, even if all those people who said, I vote for him, but he can't win, did vote for him, yeah. in the end, he's a short man with a funny voice. Yeah. 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 And, of course, now we come to, speaking of men with funny voices, we come to the man we've been leaving out, the man who ties it back to the dumbness of George Bush. Oh, we skipped Rick Santorum. We've talked about Rick Santorum on this show before. We have. Fuck We have. Yeah. yeah. The point is... Hey, we, we used to live in Pennsylvania. He's... Yeah. He's awful. He deserves to be forever affiliated with butt paste. Yeah. Okay? And, yeah. Uh, you know, Ricky ass juice. Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, well, anyway... The, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> we, we tie it back. Yes. To the stupidity of George Bush. Yes. With his heir apparent. Yes. The George Bush upgrade... Rick Perry. Rick fucking Perry. Imagine, if you will, a George W. Bush who had everything that George W. Bush had, but didn't have to get clean to get it. Yeah. I feel like all the shit that Bush did for eight years, Rick Perry looked at that and said, pussy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if he wasn't doing that, then he was, I would assume, masturbating. But uh, probably, yeah, just calling him a pussy. Yeah. yeah, or both. Like, like, I mean, like he thinks, you know, Bush didn't go far enough. Yeah, I, I, 
I don't know what Rick Perry's positions are because he cannot spit them out. <laughs> He's bad at talking. It's like I can talk or I can stand. Okay, let me do the debate on a fainting couch. And we'll talk, maybe. <laughs> he, he does talk like an alcoholic, like one, like you know, one of those guys who's like, I just need to get a couple drinks in me to get my confidence up. Yeah, and then I can, you know, stand in front of all these people and answer questions. Yeah, no, as somebody Ex- who's been drunk a lot. Yeah, it really is like that. It's like he, it, Rick Perry, is worse at following through with with a with a concept than we are on this show. <laughs> Yeah, and we're doing it on purpose. It's yeah. kind of our shtick. Yeah, bear in mind, we spent a long-ass time talking about you know, all kinds of stuff that wasn't these candidates just now. I mean, we talked about pizza and shit. And, and whales. Whales. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about rhinos and whales and baby jam. Yeah. And so, right, right, right. But the, that's see, this is a comedy show. Yeah. Rick Perry is trying to be the leader of a powerful nation. Indeed, with nuclear weapons. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I feel like no one's going to give me the big red button. No. Okay. I'm a silly man. Yeah. And eventually, I'm going to be just looking at that button one day <laughs> and being like, "I'll bet it doesn't even work." And I press it, <laughs> and assuming that the the only thing it does is make an alarm go off, and then someone in the room with the two keys calls up and says. Do we do it? And then they have to turn the keys and shit. What I don't know is that it makes the missiles actually launch. I actually pressed the button one day. The world is destroyed because I was like, I'll bet it doesn't do anything. <laughs> Just the jolly, candy-like button. I can't resist it. Okay? Yeah. Or what if you accidentally just spilled coffee on it one day? It's I'll like, bet I oh, would. Shit. I drink a lot of coffee, and after a few cups, I get a little jittery. Right. And it's as like- president, I'd probably be drinking a lot more. What's President Goodtime's doing? Well, he's using the br- he's using the button as an ashtray right now. Yeah, no, that yeah. that button takes up valuable desk real estate. <laughs> you know, I'd put something on it, and then one day I'd knock that thing over, and it would jiggle the button, and the world would blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like Rick Perry would Rick Perry would come into the Oval Office on day one with a box of stuff to put on his desk, like action <laughs> figures and shit, you know, and like a bunch of fucking Texas memorabilia, like, you oh, know, yeah. like a like some horseshoes and probably a noose, because he doesn't see why anyone would think that's offensive. <laughs> and he put the box down on the desk right on top of the fucking button, world, out, world over, you know. And <laughs> Here's the thing about Rick Perry speaking. Okay, all... Politicians are very, very much stage managed. Yeah, they all kind of adhere to these scripts, especially when they're running for president. But just politicians in general, and <clears throat> and they have you know set talking points. They don't just come up with anything they say out of the blue. Not at all. They have a team of advisors that help them write things that sound snappy, and they memorize them, and they say them over and over and over again on the campaign trail. Yeah. And so, on Wednesday, Rick Perry was doing one of those, and he was, you could tell, it was a written down talking point. Yeah. Somebody wrote this in big letters for him to memorize. Yeah. Said, it's easy, say this forcefully, do a cool thing with your fist, it's going to go over well. Big letters, fucking education spelled out phonetically for him. Yeah. You know, and... uh, It's like, the three government agencies I will immediately cancel... And he said the first one, he said the second one, and then he forgot yep. the thing he was... It wasn't even a long speech. No. 
It was, it, it was. It wasn't him improvising. It was him fucking up. And may I point out, at those podiums at debates, you're allowed to have note cards. Indeed. He could have had it written down in front of him. He probably had it three cards down, but he lost his place. <laughs> and like, okay, when I was nine years old, I attempted to play the viola. Okay, I was never good, but I was in the elementary school orchestra, and none of us were good, and the people who sucked less than me mostly drowned me out. Okay. It was not uncommon for me to lose my place on the sheet music, and while I tried to find it, or while I waited for them to get to the part that I knew, Uh I would just, you know, sort of lift my bow up off the strings (laughs) and move it back and forth in time with everyone else. Kind of pretend like you could play better than you were. Yeah, and and then when, and you know, you couldn't hear one viola missing, (laughs) and then when it came back around to when I figured out where we were in the song, I'd plunk it back down and play again. (laughs) And, uh... That's what Rick Perry was trying to do. <laughs> he was hoping he could fake his way back to the party remembered. Yeah. 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 And the other guys are standing there helping him. Yeah, they, they're at giving least, tips. At least everyone else at that debate can think on their feet yeah. enough to say, like, did you mean this agency? Yeah. I mean, of course, then Gingrich starts fucking with him. You mean five agencies, right? So, yeah. No. What? <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, like Ron Paul actually was the one who said. Oh, that was Ron Paul. And I'm I can't sorry. tell if that was just Ron Paul being a dick, like you're not ideologically pure enough for me. It should be at least five, or if he was just trying to throw him off, you know, like one, two, five, three, sir, three, <laughs> like Monty Python. Yeah. yeah, like I think he might have just been doing Holy Grail. I mean, the, yeah, which was actually a cool thing Ron Paul did. If that's what he was doing, he libertarians was do enjoy Holy Grail quotes. Based yeah, totally. on Everything I've seen in my life. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> based on the entire existence of the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah, but no, I and and this is not Rick Perry's first election. He was no, he's, he's been a governor since George W. Bush became president. Yeah, no, he's so, been elected governor a couple times there, you know, and, uh, and down there. I mean, granted, it's Texas, so you know, yeehaw executions. But you you can't actually be drunk. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> if, if and I know, think he he really sounded wasted. <laughs> and okay, if you're trying a new medication, yeah. don't try it for the first time no. to work out the side effects right before you're doing a national you know televised debate. debate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you're just drunk. If you need to have a drink to get your confidence up, have a less than however many you had. Yeah, no. I feel like Rick Perry looks down at that podium and he sees a tiny cowboy telling him, Eat more pills! Eat more pills! (laughs) (laughs) We can have this much fun all the time! Yeah. Yeah. You and me, Rick! Yeah! (laughs) I don't know why the cowboy talks like that and not like a cowboy, but whatever. He's a drug-induced hallucination. I mean... Yeah. 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 Rick Perry gets wasted and sees scratches. Probably, yeah, <laughs> scratches in chaps. Yeah. <laughs> cowboy scratch. Yeah, cowboy scratch. Yeah. yeah, that's an action figure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I gotta go make that action figure. That'd be fun. So until next week, that's how fucking dumb George Bush is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just strap in. <laughs> Get. Ready. It's gonna get dark. Yee-haw. And stupid. <laughs> er.
Have a good breakfast. Yeah, bye. And on that note, bye.